0: Yes, you're wrong. The podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt.
1: And I'm going to be seeing you in just a couple days (laughs) in person.
0: I know. Our annual get-together that's usually followed by some sort of global catastrophe. So, fingers crossed. (laughs) I feel like, though,
1: it's, it's like a weird bookend thing. Because you were the last people that I saw before the pandemic started. And now you're the first trip that I'm taking, like post the oh pandemic gosh. sort of like ending
0: oh well that's a much better way to look at it that's so exciting yes um our uh COVID 19 yeah,
1: i mean i was sort of like things have been opening up in new york like more and more and there's more people yeah. around and then obviously they like change the rules with the masks so you don't have to wear them outside <laughs> if you vaccinate or you know so yeah. it's, these things are happening slowly but surely But this past weekend, I was meeting up with a friend, and we were down in the East Village, and this was Friday night, and I have, like, never in my life seen the East Village so packed with people. (laughs) Like, every restaurant, every bar was packed, not only inside, but now they have all of this outdoor seating as well. So it was just so busy, and I was like, this, like... New Yorkers are like, we're going to get this vaccination and then we are going to party the crap out of this summer. So I'm excited for it. As far as I'm concerned, I'm like, Corona who? Uh, Yeah.
0: I mean, Broadway is coming back, right? And Shakespeare in the Park is happening. Like, it's all. Mm -hmm. It's. I mean, you guys, it seems like a fun time. It'll be a a fun time.
1: There's like people, uh, or I have friends who are posting things about like going to Yankees games and all kinds, like things I didn't even know were happening already. And they're like, (laughs) surprise, I'm here.
0: Yeah. Oh, so nice.
1: Is it? I know. Is it? I mean, everything's been open in Texas the entire time. So we're just slowly catching up to you.
0: Yeah. (laughs) The problem is that there's just not there's not the same like uh cultural uh, community of happenings, you know? I guess I should look at the calendar of different things, but I don't know. It's like a, we don't have the same entertainment scene. Mm-hmm. But it should be fun. I think the Jonas Brothers are coming through here on their outdoor tour, so <laughs> maybe I'll oh. check that
1: out. Oh, okay.
0: Oh, yeah, you can tell me about your Ali and AJ experience and I'll talk to you about my Jonas Brothers. Well, Ali and
1: AJ aren't coming to New York until April, like next April. So So I got the tickets because I had the Spotify presale code because I am a big (laughs) fan. But uh, I will not be seeing them for quite some
0: time. That's too bad. But that'll be so fun. Something to look forward to. Yes. Mm -hmm. Years just fly by as this uh, last year proved. So,
1: yeah, ain't that the truth? (laughs)
0: Okay, but I'm excited to uh to hear what you have to say about this week's news. I felt like it was kind of like whatever, but I don't know if I just tuned out some some big headlines. Um, well, the
1: I feel like not. I don't really have any big headlines. There's just sort of like weird smaller okay. things that are happening. Uh, this I feel like is a piece of news that you would find interesting, whether or not you already know it or not. So, Scooter Braun. Is who is, uh, Taylor Swift's arch nemesis, Mm -mm. Justin Bieber's manager. He is apparently working with Anthony McCartan, who is the guy who wrote Bohemian Rhapsody on some (sighs) new musical (laughs) version of Phantom of the Opera. Like they're doing a movie of Phantom of the Opera, but not based on like Andrew Lloyd Webber's music, but like they're making new music for the story of Phantom of the Opera for some movie that's going to come out in the future presumably starring some of Scooter Braun's talent, but <laughs> it's just, like, such a weird...
0: Was it, like, going to be, like, poppy? Like, is it going to yeah, be Yeah, I think so. But it's strange to me that you would do
1: another version of... Like, you. there's so many different, like... Things you could turn into a musical. And instead they're like, oh, you know, like the greatest musical of all time. <laughs> We're just going to redo that, but with just completely different music.
0: Are you being... Uh, you, do you like Found in the Opera? I I mean, I don't... You think it shouldn't be touched? Do you think well, it's pure art? I think Andrew Lloyd Webber nailed it. My uh,
1: actual... Thoughts on Phantom of the Opera is I think Phantom of the Opera is like has not aged well. If you yeah, watch yeah. it now, <laughs> it is very creepy, and I think if it, ca- yeah. I think it's like super problematic actually. And the only reason why people still like it is because of like nostalgia and because the music is really really good mm-hmm. in
0: it. Yeah, no, I yeah, I liked it. I saw it in in London by myself because absolutely no one in my study abroad wanted to go. <laughs> And I was really like, I I was like, wow, yeah, this is actually like, it's really, it's good music to see live. It's, it's theatrical, you Mm -hmm. know, it's, and, but I'm trying to imagine that story, like in some sort of alternate universe with Justin Bieber or Demi Lovato at the head. And, and yeah, it's kind of a hard one to picture, I guess, but I'm also intrigued. So I guess like more power to them, you know, like why not take something that you just never would think would work and see if it
1: does? Well, it's like, is it going to still be opera? Or is it a different, is it like a different kind of music? Also, the whole point of (laughs) Phantom of the Opera is that this guy is, like, obsessed with this girl and, like, drags her down to the dungeon and, like, probably rapes her, but we don't see that on screen. So it's, like... It's just a weird story to try to adapt because it feels like one, it's already had a good adaptation, and two, it's a story that sort of doesn't fit with the time. Like,
0: yeah, and it doesn't feel like like if you had said like Count of Monte Cristo, I could envision like a hip hop pop something going on in that, but Phantom of the Opera is so stuffy and kind of well, it's set at an opera house, house. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. But maybe he wants to do opera music. Maybe scooters stretching. You know, he wants to try something I new. think it
1: is just called Phantom. So I wonder <laughs> if they're going to try to do something it's, where it's like... Phantom
0: at the theater. Yeah, the, what is that Disney Channel movie? Phantom what? at the Megaplex. Yeah, sure. Oh my gosh, you've never seen it.
1: No, I have no idea you what you're talking about. It. It's iconic. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways... <laughs> that's so there's that story what do you have
0: um well uh, speaking of men we don't like um Kevin Spacey oh I have
1: this story too Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: yeah I'm sure um Kevin Spacey who as we all know was cancelled which um just proves how lame a term that is because he's back um he's set to star in a film in an Italian film so he's not like fully back but he you know he's he's pulling a a card from the uh, stars of the 40s and 50s who, when they can't get a job in the US, they go to Italy.
1: Very like Roman Polanski, (laughs) um, uh, Woody Allen.
0: Yes. Yeah, exactly. It tracks. But um, the ironic thing is that it's about a pedophile who's been wrongly accused. And it's just like, obviously he was aware of what he was signing up for and it's sort of like, wow, I don't know if this is the right angle to take. Like, you know, you, you don't want people to think about your accusations, especially since, you know, the reason Kevin Spacey can make this is because he's not in jail because a judge ruled that, um, one of his accusers couldn't move forward unless he publicly revealed himself and he didn't want to. And so then the the court case was thrown out. And so now he's just, you know, currently being, I don't know, charged with indecent i I don't know battery and assault against an actor in 2019 but so he's gonna star in this film not as the pedophile but as the detective investigating him so a real real journey through method acting for kevin spacey from kevin
1: spacey's point of view if he wants to be acting i'm sure there's not a lot of people like beating down his door so they're like, if they offer you a role, sort of no matter what movie it's in, you gotta be like, <laughs> okay, well, I guess I gotta take it. Especially if he is going to ultimately try to, like, weasel his way back into an acting career. Maybe yeah. he's like, okay, I take this, I do a good job, then maybe somebody else gives me something. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I just, I... Like, this is some random Italian guy, and yes, I think that it will... I mean, it obviously helps that movie's... But yeah, like... Uh, exposure because now people like are like oh that's the movie kevin spacey's in but i can't see this really translating over to actual hollywood because i think that there would be a lot of blowback if you started casting him and things i mean i feel like on the hit list of sort of actors and people who were canceled in that like early um me too movement there are other people who i think have done less things than kevin spacey who still aren't like back on track yet like Louis C.K. feels like someone who would get back up and running before Kevin Spacey does. So I'm kind of like, okay, well, kind of, like nice <laughs> yeah. try in this Italian movie. Also, does he speak Italian? Is he going to uh, speak <laughs> English? <I>? It's very <laughs> confusing. Just be dubbed. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's unfortunate, and um, it yeah, it just further proves that this sort of hysteria around the usually conservatives who are like, oh, cancel culture is so toxic it's not actually a thing and that's unfortunate in a lot of cases such as this where maybe kevin spacey shouldn't continue to have power and influence and opportunity um when he's proven to be kind of a pervert so that's my take for for the podcast yeah
1: yeah no i agree <laughs> Um, the only other story that I have is just that the Knives Out 2 cast keeps like, (laughs) like they keep slowly but surely like revealing one person after another who's going to be in this cast. Yes. (laughs) And it's very interesting to me because I don't think that they've announced the plot yet at all. Um, Mm -hmm. But so the cast currently is Leslie Odom Jr. from Hamilton, Mm -hmm. Catherine Hahn, most recently from uh, WandaVision, who is really having a moment. Janelle Monae, the singer/slash actress, Ed Norton, Dave mm. Bautista, who is it from um, Guardians of the Galaxy, he's like the big yes. guy, and yeah. then they just announced Kate Hudson is going to be in this movie. So, what my question is: thinking about Knives Out and Knives Out Two now, do we think that the killer is in this list already? Because I was trying to, I was trying to think like presumably whoever like the murderer is or whatever in this would be a bigger part that you would want to, or that would sort of be like cast early Mm, because it's pivotal. mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if we can figure out who the, who we think the murder is based on like the order of these people being announced. (laughs) for the cast
0: <laughs> wow like do we think that like, meta, yeah. that like
1: katherine Hahn or leslie odom jr or dave <laughs> is more likely to be the killer because they were like early to it well announced? i guess
0: you'd have to look back at who was announced in the first one right like was was chris evans the big get? was that the big news
1: i feel like with the first one though there wasn't anticipation so they probably just like cast and announce the whole thing at once because Uh, that's how yeah a a lot of times they do with movies they just release like one big uh press release but because this is such a big name project they're releasing everybody like one at a time
0: right well alternatively maybe they're casting everyone else and then really trying to find the right fit for the killer like how how he how they um interact with the different stars and Mm -hmm. like if they can pull it off so i mean i was gonna say like compared to the first cast this this doesn't seem as big to me like these names well i guess i mean i guess i just have my biases about leslie odom jr and
1: (laughs) and kate hudson no i agree with you i think that the last one had a lot of like a-list talent yeah And I feel like Ed Norton and I guess Kate Hudson are really the only two like A listers in this. I mean, these are mostly people that I like, but they're not like leading talent. Where Jamie Lee Curtis and Chris Evans, and um, I guess that's really who else was in (laughs) there? Well, Daniel Craig, um, Tony Collette.
0: Yeah. Yeah, maybe I just favored that cast more because then when you list the rest, they were nobodies. Like I yeah. don't know who the husbands were or anything.
1: Yeah, it was like, um, but I feel like oh well, yeah, like Anna De Armas, she wasn't big yet. There was the yeah. girl from Thirteen Reasons Why.
0: Yeah, <laughs> some old grandma. Yeah. yeah. So, uh. I mean, yeah, I I guess if I had to put money on it, I would assume that they're not going to go for a dude again. So I feel like it would be a woman, and then with that in mind, I feel like it would be uh, oh, um, WandaVision. I yeah, feel Catherine like Catherine Hahn might be too obvious because she's like just pulled that stunt in WandaVision, right? But she'd have the most fun with I it. I also don't so. know if
1: they've already shot this and they're just announcing it <laughs> or if they're <laughs> like.
0: They could not pull that off. I mean, we like get pictures of people on set all that, the time. I
1: guess that's true. But I mean, probably a lot of these people are only in like. <laughs> Haven't even scenes. like written the story or are they just seeing who they get? <laughs> I don't get know. And then <laughs>
0: piecing something together. <laughs> Is there anyone you're hoping will pop up in this? Oh, I mean, this cast release.
1: Could we get Tony Collette back again? <laughs> I thought she was so funny in the last one. She's
0: like, yeah, she should, you know, start to like. She could be maybe she could pull like assistant a, or something. Yeah, maybe you should hope for a Rosemond Pike moment. <gasps>
1: Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, we can just go down the line of people who I would normally want in a movie. Yeah, yeah. Anne Hathaway would be great. Michael <laughs> B. Jordan would be great. Margot Margo I think. I think if like they pull from
0: the Marvel again, I think Mark Ruffalo could be fun. Really? Mark Ruffalo is one
1: of those people who I feel like lots of people are a fan of for for either it's a not, they think he's yeah. really good at acting or b they think he's hot and i'm sort of like he, either of like he's <laughs> not like firing on any cylinders for me see, my yeah, I feel like to he's see mark like, ruffalo was just
0: like <laughs> but i feel like he could i think he could work in the role you know like i don't want to see chris hemsworth come in and just like be like i'm so much hotter than all of you like what are you losers doing next to me <laughs> But I feel like Mark Ruffalo could explore that genre a little better.
1: I feel like I have a really good casting. Okay. What about Rose Byrne?
0: (laughs) She's good in everything. I think she deserves a moment, her chance, to prove that she's more than just the comedy sidekick she gets pushed into.
1: I mean, she could play any role in this. Like, like, cast her in literally any role from the first one and she can do it. (laughs)
0: I mean, speaking of some interesting characters, I don't know if you saw this, but Taika Ytt, who is known to be dating Rita Ora, was seen in a throuple moment with Tessa Thompson this, this weekend. Like they were all making out on a balcony after a party and they were just like snuggling each other. Then they would go off and two of them would be snuggling and kissing and then the other one would come in and kiss the other one. Like it was... It was a very confusing and, uh, you know, aesthetically pleasing exper- uh, thing to witness, but it's all, it's a very, like, do you think they're in a real throuple or that they were just kind of messing around or that, you know, it might be building up to Thor 4, you well, know, like, what's happening that's there?
1: The thing that I, I saw an article that was something about Thor, Thor 4, and I yeah. was like, Wait, was this... Like was this a press, like a publicity stunt? Like, what is going on? Were they just like high on something?
0: Because <laughs> honestly, each other's good looks. I well, guess. but
1: that group feels like a a trio who could have really like get some drug use going. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah. And they also seem like pretty just like tongue in cheek. Like, yes. I guess no yes. pun intended. Mm-hmm. But having a good time, like just kind of loosey goosey yeah. people who don't mm-hmm. take themselves seriously. Right? Yeah. So it could just be nothing, or it could be that they were just having fun, or it could be that they're in a thruple and we just witnessed their coming out.
1: <laughs> I mean, is there a famous thruple?
0: I don't know. i think for this one. I mean, I don't really have strong feelings about Rita Ora. I always felt like that was a strange pairing that they were... I mean, Taiki, YTT went from like, having some normal wife to suddenly being this... like. <laughs> Star has to be
1: a lot older than Rita Ora, right? Yeah,
0: I don't know. I mean, I think he's younger than he looks. I don't know. I, I have a soft spot for him. I think he's so funny. I'm forever...
1: Like, I understand the dynamic of, like, old, rich person, like, young model. Because yeah. it's, like, the older person has so much more money. The younger woman, like, isn't famous. Like, really, all she has is her looks. And so <laughs> she's trying, you know, like... Or that's, like, a main thing that she can use to, yeah. like, get something. I don't understand when a famous... uh <laughs> woman <laughs> dates a old yeah. man when it's like you don't need to be doing <laughs> Okay, this.
0: he's 45. He's 45. But how old she? The people that's funny because I just googled him and people also search for it comes up and it's Tessa Thompson who's 37 and Rita Ora who's 30. So so that's like still it 15 is 15 years young. Yeah. I know.
1: And Rita Ora is he's like very attractive
0: though. <laughs> See, I'm like, I think, I'm a Tessa Thompson fan, and, like, I also, I I also, like, I think Taika is very attractive, but.
1: Taika Waititi is the weird, is the odd man out in here. If you told me Rita Ora and Tessa Thompson were dating, I would be very into that. He has, like, the
0: cool look. He's cool. His personality helps, but he's, like, cool. Yeah,
1: Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Watch out, Rob.
0: Yeah. (laughs) rob would probably welcome that too i mean he's that cool rob would understand rob shelby and
1: taika waititi and then i'll be in the thruple that's me tessa thompson (laughs) and rita ora perfect great we'll split it up
0: okay awesome sounds good i look forward to that
1: um okay do you have anything else or do you want to get into love it or hate it
0: (laughs) i guess we can we can move into love it or hate it yeah
1: Okay, I started watching this show, which is old, uh, but and I don't know if you've seen it or not, but have you ever seen the other two? No. Oh, my gosh, Shelby. It is, like, the funniest thing.
0: Okay, I feel like but I you don't... also said that about, like, Rel, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, but this I actually watched more than one episode of. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> so this is a sh- and I think that you would like it for a couple of different reasons. So it was originally on Comedy Central. Now it's on Move to HBO Max, and the second season is coming out sometime In the next couple of months, also on HBO Max. It's from the writers Chris Kelly and Sarah Schneider, who used to be head writers on SNL. Like, it's some point back in the, I think, like more of the Bill Hader kind of era, maybe. But, anyways, the show is about the like two older, sort of like washed up, like early 30s siblings of a Justin Bieber type person who becomes like a pop star overnight. So Uh. it's like they have like this 14 15 year old brother who becomes a pop star and then the two and then he's a struggling actor. She sort of like is uh, like a bad at dating and mildly alcoholic like trying to figure (laughs) out what's going on. And so now the two of them are sort of like in the entourage of this famous person like maybe trying to get uh, like use it to help their own career, but it is very entertaining. One because it's just like funny, but two, there's so many like Justin Biebery kind of jokes in it that I find it very entertaining. And all <laughs> of the songs in it are that the Justin Bieber character sings are just hysterical. And his name is Chase Dreams, which is also I feel <laughs> like stupid. But he has a, he has a song called "Married You at Recess." Also, if you've Seen that music clip, the like "My Brother's Gay" music thing for on TikTok. I don't know if that's popped no, up in I your feed it. at all. But anyways, that's a song from this. But the real reason why I think that you would like this is because Ken Marino plays the Chase Dreams' manager, who's named Streeter. Which is basically, like, a Scooter Braun joke. And he is, like, the doofiest, most stupid character on the show. And they are just, like, ripping Scooter Braun to shreds the entire time.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay, cool.
1: And it's only 10 episodes, and they're only, like, 20 minutes each. So you can, like, really breeze through it.
0: Wait, so when did this come out? What's it on?
1: I think it came out on, like, 20... 18 2019 and it was originally okay. on comedy central which i feel like is why people didn't really watch it that much right. but now it's moved over to hbo max because oh, they're okay. like owned okay. by the same person or whatever so
0: well you know what matt i probably will take you up on this recommendation yes. like i i really am looking for a new show and all my network shows are like finishing up their season so <laughs> there's a gap in my heart being left by the rookies <laughs> season three and oh my
1: gosh <laughs> no wow
0: yeah <laughs> i'm keeping on with a million little things too so
1: i wonder if we'll have pilots this fall
0: i think well i was reading about it and really just a lot of shows have been renewed and they're talking about the schedule but i didn't see a ton of news about like new shows but i imagine they have to have something at this point
1: yeah so yeah, fingers the crossed have been opened long <laughs> enough that it seems like they have to have some new pilots but yeah okay what do you have
0: um, so I have a hate it and um, I watched the Army of the Dead, which is the Zack Snyder zombies in Las Vegas movie. Oh, which you starring... tried to get a stoop for the podcast. so <laughs> I'm glad Pod- that didn't yeah. work out. There's a lot to talk about it with, though. So I think it would have been a really fun episode because it wasn't like a painful watch. It was just like, wow, this is a bad movie. How does Zack Snyder still get money to make these Huge movies. I didn't
1: even hear about this movie. Though. Oh, I know.
0: I saw it in like some roundup of like movies to watch in May. Like <laughs> I was like, okay. I mean the idea is, um You have it's a, like a style and a
1: job, Shelby. This is making you sound like you're just like sitting <laughs> there off was on something. There's
0: nothing there's nothing new <laughs> on this week. We literally sat down, we're like, What what can we watch? An Army of the Dead was released on Netflix and it's like, you know, one of their top whatever uh, their have you started watching hacks countries. yet? No.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> but anyways, this is Dave Bautista. Speaking of him, um, he is asked to... So zombies have overtaken Las Vegas, but the country's been able to sort of um, keep them contained through the wall they built, whatever. Details don't matter. But Dave Bautista is hired to go break in to to get money from someone's... Um, from the vault of one of these casinos. So it's basically meant to be like Ocean's Eleven meets world war z i don't know (laughs) Mm -hmm. pick your zombie movie um it doesn't it does not really work well it's very overstuffed you know Zack snyder is not one for uh trimming the fat yes as Mm -hmm. we've learned he loves a good slow-mo shot he loves a long um, take and so this movie was definitely burdened by a lot of that there was a lot of violent zombie deaths that I think you might have appreciated mm. um, it also it just becomes a lot there's a lot going on it's a huge cast of mostly nobodies but what was most interesting to me is Tig Tig Notaro's in it Who's she's a comedian um, uh-huh. uh, and um, she's probably one of the best parts of the movie because she seems to be having the most fun and she's fun to watch she's not in it that much but what was funny is that she was digitally added after um chris dahlia um faced all his oh sexual yes. misconduct mm-hmm. stuff so they didn't want him in the movie anymore so they removed him and did reshoots with tig and just <laughs> digitally added her to scenes where where she's engaging with the rest of the cast even though she never actually met dave bautista like they they talk to each other in the film, but they never actually met. And it was just it was a fun detail to figure that out later, and probably a cool gig if you're an actor to just kind of show up one day and just talk to a green screen for a few hours and then get paid. You know.
1: Well, that's all the Marvel movies.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is why people love them. But um, yeah, I mean, overall, like I like zombie movies. Um this is definitely not the best zombie movie, but it's not the worst. And so it's hard for me to say like, oh, never watch it. Because, you know, we've watched a lot of trash films on this podcast in the last year. So anything feels like a breath of fresh air after like The Witches. And um, (laughs) I think this one was like, I don't know. If If it sounds appealing, I feel like you won't be like I don't know. It's a weird movie. There's a lot that it goes on bad. in it that you're like, "What's happening here?" And it could have been in probably 40 minutes shorter, and the ending too was like, "Wow, oh, are yikes. they are they <laughs> angling this for a sequel?" Terrible.
1: No, <laughs> yeah.
0: you would hate it. But for any listeners out there who are like, "Oh, I'm bored," like. You know, I'm in the mood for a
1: zombie. Just go watch the other comedy, two instead. If you flick. haven't seen the other two, watch yeah. that before you go see what, what is this? Where the dead will live, or whatever? Army of the Dead, which okay. is
0: also a weird title because they're not really an army, and then it sort of spoils the fact that the zombies aren't totally zombie, you know, horrific, and there's some intelligence there, and then that's like a whole thing, and it's it's a hmm. it's a journey, you know, with a lot of music cues, like you know, they play oh. Viva Love. La- las vegas honestly if you liked anything it would be the opening like the five minute um credit scene at the beginning because it like sets up this universe where zombies attack las vegas and then how did they how did they wrangle them all up and keep them contained blah 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 and it's all set to be las vegas (laughs) as people just like get you know i love a musical number yeah so so you might enjoy that first five minutes and then it really just goes off the rails but that's what i watched this weekend and luckily we won't have to watch such garbage movies going forward because there's just so many good ones coming out
1: i mean shelby you say that but i'm sure at some point oh this yeah. summer I'm, there will be a day i weekend, mean there's so. always something
0: yeah <laughs> but the bar's on the floor so i'm looking forward to some of these more theatrical moments
1: yeah i'm looking forward to going to the movie theater to yeah. see are we seeing quiet place two together
0: yeah we have to okay i mean <laughs> there's so many that i'm like i have to go to a theater for this rob was like oh in the into the heights we can just watch that on hb oh I no like, <laughs> i was like no we're not we have to go to the theater <laughs>
1: yes fully
0: yeah so i mean cruella i could do without but i, I,
1: I will say this. um i have seen cruella because <laughs> i have an i got an early screener for it because of my job <laughs> yeah. and um i think you can watch it at home um <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know if it's going to be available though. Is it going to be like the Disney charges you? Oh, I think I it? think it might
1: be a. Th- I yeah. think it might be one of those. So yeah, maybe yeah. You do go see it in theaters <laughs> if you have stubs. Um, yeah. Okay. <sighs> well, we'll be back on Thursday to talk about the new Olivia Rodrigo album, yes! Sour. Love and it. until then, you can follow us on social media. You can leave us a review um we have merch and yes
0: and we have a patreon which uh, you'll be able to you'll be able to hear matt and i talk about his beloved big fat liar in person in the flesh when we're together again so yes Experience all around.
1: Oh my gosh! Maybe we can watch it together too.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! What a moment! Live reaction. Wouldn't that be reaction. fun to
1: just have you sitting there next to me while I <laughs>
0: while you're crying and while
1: <laughs> I quote all the lines?
0: <laughs> yeah, I like
1: <look> <laughs> mm, good time. um Okay, well, we will see you guys next week. Then, bye.